Yeah. Okay, we are on the top of uh, Yud Ben Amad Aleph. Uh-huh. First words. Amar Shmuel, Makabli Kibolet. Just a reminder, Makabli Kibolet is um, when you arrange for a project to be done as, um, uh, you know, uh, a contract, right? So it's the, you contract for the project. So you can contract for a project. Betochat chum aser, chutzat chum mutter. You're going to contract for a person, let's say, a non-Jew, and he may be working on it on Shabbos. So if it's within the Tchum Shabbos, if it's within the 2,000 Amot that a person's allowed to walk on Shabbos, that's forbidden. But outside that Tchum, right, no one will see it, you won't know what's going on, then it's perfectly fine. You didn't tell him to do it on Shabbos, and no one will see that he's working for you on Shabbos. Rav Papa qualifies this statement. Even if it's outside the Tchum Shabbos, it would only be permissible. As a, the, the determining factor is not that it's outside your Tchum, but rather it's outside any Jewish community's Tchum. If there's another Jewish community that's within walking distance of where this contract worker is working, he can't be working on your stuff on Shabbos anyway. But, uh, and only if, uh, if there's any community, any Jewish community within the Tchum of where he's working, it would be forbidden to contract that way, and he couldn't do it on Shabbos. Does that have to do with the Maratayan issue? Yeah, well, it has to do with, uh, yeah, so I think it's the Maratayan but, issue. But then, but then whoever it is, whether within or out of the Tchum, they would have to know that this work is being done for you. Yes, but I think, I think, I think, right, but I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot of, scenarios that we can imagine. Sure. He's working on your boat and it says lose boat on the side yeah. of it. I mean there's lots yeah. of right. So that's what we're saying here. It says seafood. Two, four, four, five lines from the top. Amarav Masharshe Rav Masharshe adds another qualification. Nami. Even if there's no Jewish community within the Tchum of where this uh, non-Jew is working for you as a contract worker, it would also be a problem. Lomaran Uviyomim Tovim. It's only the only time uh, we would allow you to do this, this is a very interesting scenario, is by Shabbos and Yantuf, because it's outside the Tchum of any Jewish community, and on Shabbos and Yantuf, you're not allowed to leave the Tchum. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, no one will, no shrichi, no Jews will be around, there will be no problem with Marzayin, etc. Lo shrichi inshi, ta'azu lahatam, avol v'cholo shomoed, t'shrichi inshi, ta'azu lahatam, asr, b'cholomoed, right, this is a an interesting scenario where there's a chumrah that applies to cholamoid that's more strict than Shabbos. Right? On Shabbos, so long as you contract with a non-Jew uh, and he was working on your project outside the tchum of any Jewish community, it's permissible. Right? Those are the, all the qualifications we've seen on the top of your bet. However, according to, um, according to this last uh, opinion of Rav Misharshe, Cholamoid, even then it's not permissible because people, you can, you can leave the Tchum on Cholamoid and you can see, and yet these types of Malacha is still forbidden, so the issue would still apply, and we have a Chumrah a stringency that is applicable to Cholamoid that's more strict than Shabbos and Yantav mm-hmm. okay, eight lines down, Marzutra Bered Rav Nachman this is a scenario where there was a contract. Uh, Marzutra contracted uh, with some people to build a panda. Mikabli kibolet. Right? So he contracted with non-Jews to build him a mansion, a big house, and it was outside the tchum. So, Ikla Rav Safra, Rav Huna, Baruchinina, Rav Safra and Rav Huna went to visit him after his mansion was built either heard or were told about the circumstances of how he got the project done and refused to enter the refused to enter the mansion. Mm-hmm. Some hold that after it was done, he himself was reticent in. to go in because there was something <laughs> wrong with what happened. So what exactly was wrong? What, 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 what was wrong in the setup and the contract uh, and the project management that, that was problematic? Bummer Shmuel. So we asked, what, what was the problem? Right? We, we said, Shmuel holds. A contract uh, worker within the Tchum is a problem, but outside the Tchum is not a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? So why, why were they concerned? So Adam Chashuv Shani. We have this. We've had it. We're having, we have it now. We have it again. 
right? There's a certain, there's an added standard when it comes to a uh, distinguished um, scholar. You know, scholar. He shouldn't act this way. Even outside the tomb, he shouldn't be contracting with non-Jews to build his uh, his, his stuff on, on on Shabbos. Or or no, vigadamri siyua saya betivda badayu. No, the real really the difference is that um, it was it wasn't a clean contract case where you give the money and you give you know a, t- a long time frame and they do all the work. No, he also provided some of the supplies. Mm-hmm. So that's not quite a clean uh, contract case, and therefore there was some uh, dis- uh, aspersions cast on it in terms of his involvement on work on Shabbos. Okay. Rav Chama Shara Lehu Lavungri Debeirish Galuta Lemevet Lehu Avidita Bechol Demoada. Rav Chama allowed the uh, waiters, like the table attendants at the Exilarch's house, Reish Galuta, Lemevet Lehu Avidita, for that they were allowed to work on Cholam Right, even though they were Jewish, right? So, um, uh, oh no, even though, even if they're not, but they were doing work that would otherwise be impermissible. That's the point. Amar, so why was it allowed? Came the Agar Lo Koshakli. He held that they don't get a they don't get a set salary. Who de Sharshule. We view it as um, the indirect gain, right? Let Lanba. Right, it was sort of, it wasn't. It, you don't get paid per, per 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 table that you clear. You don't get paid per hour, and therefore it was an indirect sort of payment. And therefore, uh, Rav Masharshe uh, Rav Chama allowed this to take place. Uh, any Rashi on that? I'm just curious. I would be interested in knowing what was the method of payment. Well, uh, Rashi says they would eat with them. Okay. So in other words, it was kind of like. You know, you eat you eat your meals here, and you clean up you clean up the table. It's sort of an indirect. Um, so, in other words, you clean not, up, we'll give you the meal. Right. Yeah, so it's right. not it's not so clearly uh, 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 an employee relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it also that it, whether they had ten tables or a hundred tables, they were doing it anyway? Is it that they were also so there isn't really like a set? It's not like there's a wage per table. Could be would be a problem, but. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like just come eat and clean yeah, what happens needs to, be to done. show up on this. It's day. actually I think it says the fix uh, actually Rashi says in Nishmar Shulchan Charlotte So they were a little craftsmen. Mm-hmm. Like if there was a problem with the table they would fix it, but they would notice that as they were eating, you know, off the table. So I think they yeah, go around and they put the pieces of cardboard in. I think they would actually yeah. fix them on like a the, book of matches, you know. Yeah, right. So I think coasters. The point was was that it's not a it's not a contract job. It's not they don't sit in a they don't sit in their uh, in their warehouse to do this. They're they're eating, and along the way, they they, uh, yeah, they yeah, do yeah. their work. It doesn't seem. It seems almost like a barter. Right. We're going to see that in, uh, a couple other times. That yeah. that barter type of thing. Tanrabanan after the two dots, yeah. a, th- a third of the way down. Mikablin kibolet b'moed lasota lachar moed. You can arrange for a contract. You can arrange for a contract um, uh, job to be uh, done uh, after the moed. You can make those arrangements on chol hamoed to be done after the chol hamoed. Over moed aser, but you're not allowed to. But they're not allowed to actually work on it during chol hamoed. Kol shel Here's the general rule: Koshu osa omer lagoyva osa. Anything that you're allowed to do, you're allowed to tell the non-Jew to do as well. Right, we have this in other areas. Anything that you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to tell the non-Jew to do either. Right. Tanya um, Idach. Another bright. Which we've seen that you're allowed to engage, uh, hire a contract worker on Cholomoed for work to be done after Cholomoed, after the Yantav. Uvavad. So long as you do not uh, measure, weigh, or count um, as a prep for the job, right? You can't take measurements on on cholamoid. You can't, right? You know, you can't um, go into those types of specific details. There has to be some sort of shinui. There has to be, even if you're going to contract on cholamoid for a project, 
It might have to be in general terms. And then after Yontif, when they get ready to start working, then they can uh, go back and, um, and, and, and get all the pertinent information. All right, three lines before it gets wide. Tanur Abanan, Ain Marvian Behem Bechol Shomoed. You're not allowed to mate a, uh, an animal um, on Chol HaMoed. Kayotzebo, Ain Marvian Bechor, Vlopsul Magdashim. Similarly, in general, you're not allowed to mate a Bechor because a Bechor has to be given to the Kohen. Vlopsul Magdashim, a animal that was designated for a carbon and then becomes possible, you're not allowed to derive secondary benefit by mating that animal with, a, with another animal. Tani Idach, another bright to said, Ain Ravin Behem Bechol Shomoed, that in fact you're not allowed to <coughs> actively uh, connect the animals together so they'll mate. But Rabbi Yudah Omer, Rabbi Yudah said, A Chamora Shetava Marvin Oleah, a female donkey that's, uh, that's in heat, Marvin Oleah, that you're allowed to, Zachar, that you're allowed to actively uh, mate that uh, female donkey with a male donkey. Bishvil Shlotitstanen, so that you don't lose the opportunity. It seems that donkeys uh, was not so um, easy necessarily to get them uh, to mate and to have uh, uh, little donkeys. So if that moment, <coughs> if the opportunity presented itself, not make, not uh, optimizing that opportunity would be a, a hafsid, and therefore it's permissible to do on on cholamoid. Charcoal However, when it comes to other animals. Machdisin Otan Livakoret. You're not allowed to actively um, connect the animals together. You could just put them in the same pen and allow whatever happens to happen. It's not so. It's not so emergent because other animals are, I guess, um, not so familiar. But I guess for the Gemara assumes that donkeys, you have to um, uh, take advantage of the opportunity when it presents itself to, to mate them. And other animals, it's less of an emergency. Uh, situation. Okay, second wide line. Tan Rabbanon, Ein Medayrin. You're not allowed to pen up animals to uh, fertilize a field, right? Leave animals on a field long enough, you will have benefited by the fact that they're fertilizing your field. You're not allowed to do that. Lo Shabbatot, not on Shabbos. Lo Tovim, not on Yantif. Lo Shomoed, Shomoed, not on Cholamoed, right? You're not allowed to have you're not allowed to have your not non-Jewish workers pen up the animals on Shabbos Yontem and in order to fertilize the area. mutter. But let's say these, let's say you, um, let's say the, the animals are in the care of non-Jews, and they you don't tell them to do it, but they do it on their own. They need to move the animals around. They happen to move the animals to a field, and they lock the pen, and 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 the animals are fertilizing the field. So you didn't tell them to do it. You didn't arrange it in advance. They do it on their own. So that would be permissible. You don't have to sort of tell them, stop. Right? You don't have to tell them, go somewhere else. You're not allowed to help them. And you're not allowed to <coughs> facilitate it by providing a guard to watch over the flocks so that they can focus their attention on, on, this, on this pen, uh, this, this field. But however, let's say you, you hire these, uh, these, uh, these flock hands, right, to help out for a week, for a month, for a year, for seven years, right? And they're just doing their thing. They, you know, they do their thing and, 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 and they're, on, they're on a long-term contract, salary, whatever the case is, right? Then you can help them out. Certainly for Cholamoid and most of them, Shomer Lenar at Sonam, you can provide a guard to watch their flocks because they're going to do it on their time frame. You haven't specified that it has to be done on Shabbos or it has to be done on, on, on Yantav or Cholamoid. Rebbe Omer B'Shabbos. So what, what and, and the question is, now that they did this, Rebbe is suggesting, well, let's see what Rebbe says. Um... Rabbi Omer, B'Shabbos B'Tova, B'Yom Tov B'Mezonot, B'Moi B'Schar. Right, Rebbe says, I think he's talking about a, a worker that's not long-term contracted, and yet still, they could do these types of favors for you by penning in your animals in a way that will fertilize the field. So long as on Shabbos you don't get paid, right? Shabbos and Yom Tov, you don't get paid. On Shabbos, he did you a favor, and you'll acknowledge that favor that's and uh, you know, like like the mob, I'll I'll be sure to do something nice for you at some point in the future. Right? I will ask you for a favor. That's right. 
exactly. So Betova, right? That's uh, that's that's what you're allowed. That's the that's the quid pro quo that's allowed on Chavez. A favor will be done at some point later for you, just like you've done a favor for me. Biomto, Bimazonot. I could I could I can't pay you, but you know, come over for dinner, right? I'm having a I'm having a barbecue. You could uh, you, you can take part in it. And Bimoed on Cholamoed Bishar. You could even pay the person to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yosef holds that it's not only people that are contracted for the week, for the month, for the year, for seven years that would be allowed to do this. Even as Rashi says, the Rashi before the Mishnah, There's no set payment for that activity. It's just a favor in the future. On Shabbos, that would be permissible. On Yantuf, it has to be, it can even be a little more direct. It could be payment by food, but not by money. And on Yicholamoyed, it can even be a payment. Again, remember, we're dealing with a case of where you're not really doing, the, the guy's not really doing anything except penning in animals. The result is that you are bet you are improving the field. So it's sort of indirect, and that's why there's room to permit it under these circumstances. Okay. The Mishnah, Maditin, Vichain. If you recall, the previous Mishnah talked about, uh, the first Mishnah of the Parak talked about um, you're, you're getting ready to turn your olives into olive oil, and for whatever reason, you're not able to do it uh, because either the person becomes an Avel or due to circumstances out of its control, Yantav starts. So, what are you allowed to do on Cholamoid or during Avelut? Right? So, we're having the same Mishnah, but here it's not about olives, it's about wine. Vichain, similarly, Mishayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayay
do some sort of uh, activity on polymoid, that when you do that activity, you have to do it in a in a in a in a non-normal fashion, right? With a shinoi. So that's Deloc Rabiosi, right? We see clearly that's not Rabiosi, right? Because in both Mishnayot, Rabiosi says when <coughs> when push comes to shove and you have to protect from a loss on Cholamoid, you do it in the normal fashion. So I'm Rabi- and I'm Rabi Yosef, Halachic Rabi Yosef. Rabi Yosef holds that the Halachas are Rabi Yosef. When you're dealing with the Dovra Avod, I think we hold that, right? When you, yeah. where, 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 the, 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 the question that, that is presented to a Rav, to a Posek, is whether it's a Dovra Avod. Once it's a Dovra Avod on Cholamoid, you're allowed to do it in the normal fashion. Shinoi comes up you know, like uh, like Shabbos and Yantaf, maybe like maybe if there's if there's what's, if, what's the tircha basically? Does it rise to a level of permissibility um, to, in order to even do it? No, not not. This isn't no, tircha. No, I'm talking about with the shinoi. When you're talking about no, the reason why you do with the shinoi is because it drops it down from a diraisa to a derabbanan. Right. So the question might be like, let's say. Um, well, obviously, pikuach nefesh, you don't have to do with a right, with yeah, a shinoi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there could be scenarios in which, in which the rabbi, like like something that was forbidden midrabanan, but the rabbis, since it's a forbidden midrabanan, the rabbis made carve outs where it's permissible. If it's permissible, it may only be permissible with a shinoi, mm-hmm. right? On a, on 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 type things. Muksa, for instance, sometimes they talk about moving muksa around with yeah, yeah, a shinoi, yeah. right? Okay. Um, Baumine, right middle of that line. Baumine, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Um, they asked Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, "Mahu lemeisha chavita deshikra b'chol demoedah." Are you allowed to seal a barrel of beer? I don't know why you're sealing barrels of beer. You should be opening barrels of beer. No, I guess you have a lot of beer, and you're sealing some of the beer. Can you seal it on chol demoed? So I'm a little seen seen ayomar so he said, we, Sinai taught, that's the name of a person, not a mountain here, that the Allah is like Rabbi Yossi, the Allah is like Rabbi Yossi, then you can do it. So, Amor Dhamma Rabbi Yossi, Bechamra. So they asked, no, we know the Allah is like Rabbi Yossi, but by Chamra, by wine, Bashikram Yamar. So, but who, he didn't, he, as far as we know, he didn't talk about beer. So, what's the deal with beer? So, Chamra, time am I. What's the reason why you're allowed to seal the barrels of wine? Because there's a there's a, a significant degree of loss potential. Shikranami is Bapseda. Right? By by beer also, you need to seal it, otherwise there's going to be a loss. How do we know? I, I guess the question is, are we sure that there's a loss if you don't seal in the beer? Maybe it's fine if you don't seal beer. No, there is. Damar Abaye, Abaye quoted Amar Ali Aim. He quoted his mother. Mm-hmm. Right? I saw that it's not his mother. It's his his his, uh, it his mother. His foster foster mother, or whatever. Barshit savi v'shaya mibar tamni v'loshaya. Six. It's better to have six saw of beer that's sealed in a barrel than eight saw of beer that's uncovered. Right. So there's a, you know. Right, you know, nobody likes skunky beer. I mean, even in the times of the Gemara, they don't want skunky beer, and you get your beer gets skunky if it's un, if it's not sealed correctly. So you can have a lot of this uh, subpar beer, and it's not as good as having less of the better sealed, uh, protected, untainted uh, variety. So therefore, by by beer also, there's a loss if you don't seal it, and Allah is like Rabbi Yossi. Okay, five lines from the bottom. Amrav Chama Barguria, Amrav Chama Barguria, say the name of Rav, Hilchot Moed, Kilchot Kutim. The laws of Chola Moed are like the laws concerning Kutim. Kutim were uh, sort of Jews, but not really Jews, that would keep certain mitzvot and are trusted in certain areas of law, but not trusted in other areas of law. And so we're making a comparison. Uh, Rav Chama suggests that the laws of Cholamoid are similar to the laws of Kutim. Uh, in what way? In what way are they similar? Samar of Daniel, Barkatina, Lomar Shehain Akurot. To tell us that they're like, um, they're like uh, barren women. In what, in what way? In other words, there's no continuity. Right? right? Barrenness is that there's no offspring. So, so too... When it comes to uh, the laws of Kutim, 
there's no logical derivation that you can make. In other words, because they're trustworthy here, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're trustworthy in something that logically might make sense that they should be a derivative, a derivative of. And the same we're going to suggest is true about cholamoid. Activities that are permissible, you can't necessarily deduce other activities that based on logic we would assume are permissible. It doesn't necessarily work that way because as we'll see, there are competing factors that go into the logic um, of each of each permissible activity on Cholamoid. Are they still around? Cooties? Cooties? Don't give me your cooties. Cooties, yes. Kutim? I don't think so. What about the Sumerians? Sumerians are different. Sumerians are different. Right. They're around. They're around. Yeah, there's like a couple hundred of them. Are they sort of connected with us in some way? Like, no, they're... Well, they accept... In the sense that they may have been a nation that accepted um, the Torah Shabbatav, then yes, I mean the, you know, but that's pretty far back. I don't, I don't think anyone assumes that they were Jews that sort of split off. But they're the ones they who may do, like been, on Pesach, or like they still have. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, and, and, uh, they go to Har Grizim. Okay. And they offer a carbon Pesach. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they, but I, I, I don't know, I don't know what they again. We're talking millennia, so it's never clear what their their origin story may or may not reflect the reality of their ethnicity. But I think what we assume, what they talk about, is being from those nations that inhabited the land of Israel prior to the Israelites getting there, accepting some of what the Bnei Israel had said, but never accepting Tarshabich, uh, the oral tradition, and that's why that's why they wear their tefillin over here, and that's why they don't. Uh, well, they wear tefillin and stuff. And they wear something well, between must be their hard eyes. To see and make your cross side turn. Right. Yeah. I don't know what their tefillin look like. I think yeah, but yeah. Um, but Kutim, I don't think, as far as I know, don't exist. Um, so, so how does this how is this applicable to Cholamoid? Damar Shmuel Zovtin Kusa Vein Zovtin Chavita. Shmuel said that you can um, you can seal a, a, a jar, but you're not allowed to seal a barrel. And Rav Dimi min Ardayamar zovtin chavita vein zovtin kusta. Right, Rav Dimi said you can seal a barrel, right, a big barrel, but you're not allowed to seal a jar. Right, so, right, so whatever we were thinking of, there's no follow through. Right, one yes, one no. Why? So he says, mar chayesh lipseda, umar chayesh litircha. Right, so if you're allowed to, um, the, the um, uh, yes, the opinion Shmuel holds, you're allowed to seal the small jug, but not the large barrel, because his main concern is how much effort, what, 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 how much tircha is involved, right? A small jar, not a lot of tircha. A big barrel, a lot of tircha. But from the perspective of protecting from a loss, right, if you don't seal in the barrel and you put stuff in the barrel on cholamoid, you're going to lose a lot of, you're going to leak a lot. From a jar, it's small, it can't hold that much anyway, you're not going to lose so much. Right? So, depending, you come out to completely different conclusions based on what your um, guiding principle is. So that he wants, they want to say that that's similar to is your concern the kutim. Is your, is your concern exertion, therefore the big barrel is not allowed, or is your only reason you're permitted is to avoid a big loss. Therefore, the bigger, the, the, the bigger the better. The bigger, the more <laughs> permissible it is. The smaller, the more problematic it is. Okay. Last line on your bed, Amar Aleph. Amar Naktinon, we've learned. It's established. Hilchot Moed, Kilchot Shabbos. The laws of Moed, the laws of Cholomoed are like the laws of Shabbos. Next page. Yesh Mehan Pater Avalosur. There are some some categories of activity of labor that are exempt from any punishment if you do them, but are nonetheless Asur. Right. Yesh Mehan Mutulachatkila. There are certain things that are even Mutulachatkila. Right. 
he, he learns that from the language of Zovtin and Ein Zovtin. Zovtin means you're allowed to do it lechatchila. Ein Zovtin is mutter. Ein Zovtin means aser, but if you did it, you'd be potter. Or you wouldn't, or you wouldn't have to lose. Liable. Okay, that's second line. Rafuna, some stories of things that people did, whether permissible or not. Rafuna Rafuna harvested his field on Cholamoed. So his son asked him, Tochnin Kemach, we have a, we learn in a brisa. Tochnin Kemach Bamoed Latorchamoed. You're allowed to grind wheat into flour on Cholamoed for the purposes of the Yantif. But if it's not for the purposes of the Yantif, then it's Asr. When it comes to a Dover Shah but something that will be lost if you don't do now. Bamoid Mutter Lasoto. Uh, Lasoto Bamoid. You're allowed to do it on Yantif. If, if you don't do it now, you'll lose it. Dover Shaino Ava Bamoid. Asr. Those things that are you won't lose if you wait till after Yantif. You have to wait till after Yantif. When is this the case with tolution? By things that are detached already from the ground. Tolution mina karka. Avamachumarakarka, but those things that are still attached to the ground, Afilu Kulo Avud. The the says even if the entire field will be lost if you don't harvest it, if it's still attached to the ground on Yantav, Asr, you're not allowed to do it on Kolomoid. Vim ain lo mayochal, the end of the the Brahta is if you have nothing to eat, right, you're gonna starve if you don't harvest your field. You can harvest, and you can winnow, and you can thresh, and you can sort, and you can grind. You can do all the malachot that we know on Shabbos that are forbidden. The end of the Brayta says, so long as you don't thresh with oxen. We'll have to explain that in a moment, why that's the case, or what does it have to do with. So I'm relay. So, But the problem, of course, is, right, there's a long Brayta, the point that the sun brings it up for Rafuna's Consideration is it says if it's attached to the ground, you're not allowed to harvest it. So Amr Rafuna said to his son, This is a this writer that you're bringing now is the uh, position of the minority. It's, it's an individual's opinion and not the consensus. We don't hold like that. Titania. We learn in a brisa, first wide line. Klal Right? We learned that Rabbi Shimon said in the Rabbi Yossi that if it's detached from the ground, even uh, uh, a little bit will be lost, then you're allowed to do what you need to do. But if it's attached to the ground, right? And so we see that that's Rabbi Yossi. That's a minority opinion. We don't hold like that. So we want to ask, if that's Rabbi Yossi, fine. So if it's indeed Rabbi Yossi and it's a minority opinion, then Ravuna doesn't have to hold like that minority opinion. We, but we have a slight problem with the whole threshing with oxen thing. We know that Rabbi Yossi holds that when you're allowed to do something for a Dover Avid, you don't need a Shinoi. So why do we say make sure not to thresh with oxen? That seems to be the reason, the reason why you can't do it is because it's a, it's you have to do it with a shinoi, and that's not in consonance with the position of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says you could do it the normal way. Uh, no, it is the normal way not to use oxen. Right? The, the, there's, the reason why it specifically mentions, I think Rashi says this, the reason why it's specifically, you never thresh with oxen. That's, n- that's never the normal way of doing things. I, why does it specifically tell us that you're not doing it? Um, uh, Rashi says, right? It makes a commotion. It makes a lot of noise. We, we want to keep things calm. Remember we saw Rabbi Yochanan Kohen Gadol, right? Rabbi Yochanan Kohen Gadol made that takana. You're not allowed to hammer. You're not allowed to make noise. So here, too, it's a comparable idea. Little hammer, little oxen. Little o- a <laughs> lot of noise. Less, no less noise, noise. Less noise. This is a noise-free area, right? So, it, as I do with a shinoi, the normal way of doing it is without is without oxen, and just reminds us not to do it because we don't want noise, excess noise on cholamoid. Uh, okay, four lines down. After it gets wide, two dots. Tanrabanan, tochnin b'moed l'torah hamoed. 
you're allowed to grind wheat into flour on Yontif, on Cholamoid, for the purposes of the Yontif. If it's not for now, if it's for later, for next month, it's forbidden. Let's say you need some, so you grind, but you don't grind the exact amount you need for Yontif. You grind what you normally grind. You know, you grind, uh, you know, a batch. So you're going to have leftovers. Is that a problem? mutter. Right, you're allowed to, if you need it for Yontif, you don't have to do exactly what you need for Yontif. You can do the normal amount, and whatever's left over is permissible after Yontif. Similarly, we're going to give a couple of examples of this. Kotzin in Bamoed, Tzorach HaMoed. You need firewood, you need, you need wood, you can cut down wood. But if you don't need wood, you're not allowed to cut wood on Yontif. If you need and you cut, and you don't use every last drop, that's also permissible. Lastly, you're allowed to um, make beer on, uh, on, on Yontif for Yontif. You definitely need beer on Yontif. If you, if you already have beer, I'm not assuming you're not having beer. You have already beer. That must be the case. You're not allowed to make more. But if you, made, you need it, you made, and you have extra, and you're allowed to have. Right? The caveat being, Yarim. Right, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't play games, right? Oh, I, I need, oh, I need, I need, I need beer for this week. I'm going to make a hundred cases of beer. This is Justice Kavanaugh, right? Huh? Is that right? <laughs> beer, 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 beer. I like beer. I like, like beer. Everybody likes beer. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of guy. So, but you're only allowed, you're not, again, you're allowed to make... Uh, in these cases, you're allowed, to, you're allowed to produce what you need and even more, but you can't um, you can't use subterfuge, right? You can't uh, no trick. You can't make a, a ridiculous amount in order to you know lighten the load for after Yontif. But we ask Raminu, is it really true that you're not allowed to make subterfuge here? Matil and Sheikhar You can make beer on Cholamoid for Yontif. Shlotzarachamoid Aser. Whether you're making uh, um, date uh, date beer or um, barley beer, mead, right? Isn't that uh, date beer? I think so. That's what they say in here. Date beer. Even if you have old beer, right? Because you want fresh beer, it's okay. Marim If you have old beer, you can. You're allowed to make a marim. You're allowed to make this trick. Right and drink from the new beer, and um, and 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 you you did this harama right harama is a halachic uh, loophole or or like a halach, halachic fiction, and we said you're not allowed to do it for after yontif. Here you're doing it primarily for after yontif. So, are you allowed to make this type of subterfuge harama or not? <coughs> so the answer is tanoihi. So machloket tanoim. Titania ein marim in bekach. The first. Opinion is you're not allowed to make harama like this way. Rabbi Yossi Bar Yudah Omer Marimin. Rabbi Yossi Bar Yudah says you're allowed to. Right? Because again, we're, we're dealing with, right, there, there's an element of kavana involved here. Because the activity, right, on Shabbos, an activity can be objectively prohibited. Right? And then the only time you're allowed to do it is if you're saving someone's life. On, on Cholamoid, the activity itself, you can't say objectively is prohibited. It depends on the circumstance. And therefore, there's room for this subterfuge. There's room for, you know, multiple intentions. And so that's why it's possible to say, no, Marimin, there is, because the activity is not um, 100% forbidden, you know, we, we may allow you to uh, employ a degree of, um, you know, fake intention. That's what I would say. That's the case here. It's fake intention. Mm-hmm. I mean it for now. No, you don't really mean it for now. But we allow it because the activity itself is not objectively forbidden. So it get, actually, that gets into an intent issue. So what's your well? Intent? The reason why I think it yes, it, 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 it's it's an intent issue, and that's why we we are we are flexible. We would allow for some subterfuge involved because how 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 specific do we feel we need to be about people's intentions when the activity itself may be gray? It's yeah. It, it depends. Are are you allowed to harvest? God depends. requires an affidavit. Right, right. <laughs> and by the way, when it comes, I think also part of the point is that when it comes to, if these are activities that will provide for you something for yontif, 
mm-hmm. whether you need it or not, right? It's sort of in the spirit of, you know, because... It's enjoyment. It's enjoyment, right? There's something to be said about not only having a little bit of beer, but I got tons of beer, right? I got tons of beer for Yontif. Invite your That's, friends over. Right, you can, I can, right? You don't have to worry about it, right? There's something very, um, you know, nice about having uh, a bounty. Right? You know, think about think about Thanksgiving, right? There's more food on the table than anyone could possibly ever eat in a 24-hour <laughs> period. There's something, there's something, you know, satisfying, you know, about that. I think maybe that's part of it, too. Um, more stories. Rav, chatz du lei chatz Rav harvested his field on Cholamoy. Shama Shmuel, Shmuel heard about it in Ikpid. He objected. Maybe maybe Shmuel holds like that minority opinion that we mentioned above. No. Lo, Right? The problem was it was that Rav was harvesting a wheat field. There was no loss. There was no reason he had a Rav had to harvest it on Cholamoid. He could have waited a week. And that's why Shmuel objected. So that the obvious question is Rav, my time of it, so if, if Shmuel legitimately objected, then how could Rav possibly have done it? He had nothing else to eat. Okay, so then if he had nothing else to eat, then why did Shmuel object? Shmuel didn't know that he was that poor. He had no idea that that's how bad things were. Or, Inami, Shmuel did know. But Adam Chashev Shani, right? We're back to this idea, right? Even if it's normally permissible for someone like Rav, he probably should have been uh, more... More, more stringent on himself. Rabbi Yudanasiya, Rabbi Yudanasi, Navak went outside on Shabbos, Bechumrata de Medusha, with the signet ring made out of Medusha wood. And there's not, you can't use a signet ring, sign things on each Shabbos. So it seems like he may have been either it was a muksa situation or a carrying, it might have been a carrying situation, where he's carrying something that's unnecessary. Vishni Maya da Achim, Kapelarma. And he drank uh, hot water that was prepared by non-Jews. Shama Ravami, Ikbid. Ravami heard about this and objected to this behavior. Shama Yosef, my time of Ikbid. So Rav Yosef says, what exactly was Ravami uh, objecting to in Rabuda's behavior? Is it because of the signet ring made out of Medusha wood? Hatanya, we learn in Brayta, Hashirin, Ranazami, Matabot, Brooches and uh, nose rings and rings. How you can call Kalon and tell him the Right, you're allowed to wear them. You're allowed to wear jewelry, right? Imishum. So why why did what was the problem with what Rabbi and the Nasi did? Imishum dishni ma'adachim kipel arma. And if he was if the problem was that he he drank hot water prepared by non-Jews, and the concern is bishalakum, right? Ha'amar shmuel bar Yitzchak, Amar Rav. There's a Bishalakum law. Right? Anything that you'll eat raw, there, it's not subject to the prohibition of Bishalakum, of food prepared, cooked by an Anju. So, what did Ravach, what was, what was Ravami's problem with what Ravyuda and Asi did? Adam Chashem Shani. Right? Um, Ravyuda should have conducted himself above and beyond the letter of the law. Okay. Uh, two dots. Two thirds of the way down. Amrav Chananel, Amrav. Code says Adam Dekel Bemoed. Afal Bishino Tzarech El and Asoret Shalom. Rav Chananel says that a person can cut down an entire palm tree, even if he only needs a little bit of sawdust. Seems like a lot of effort just for some sawdust. And Light Ala Abai. Maybe that's why Abai cursed anyone who does something like this. Ravashi Havile Ava Bishalnia. Yeah, he, he chained himself to the red to the trees. Ravashi had a forest in Shalnia place. He went to cut some down on Cholamoid, I guess for the sawdust. Amarle, Ravshila Mishalnia, Ravshila who lived in Shalnia said to Ravashi, My Daitach to Kamar what are you doing? To Kamar of Khanana Almarav, Kotse Tadam Dekov Moid Alfabishina Tarakal and Asorat Shalom. Are you, are, are you following Rav Hananel in the name of Rav who holds that you can, you're allowed to cut down a tree even for some sawdust? Halayit al-Abaye. Abaye cursed someone who did this. You want to really go down that road? Amarle. Mm-hmm. So he said back to him, Shmueli, 
Lo shemili. I, I don't. I, I never heard of a baye. Klomar lo severely. It doesn't mean I never heard of it. It means I never considered it. I don't hold like rabaye. So ishtamit narga baye lemisakel shake. Right. He was. He was. He was using his axe, and he almost sliced open his thigh. Right. So like, you know, that's what happens when you, when you uh, disregard the curse of a baye. So shaf gave hadar anta. Right, so he left the tree. He said, "This is not a good thing," and he went home. And he did not cut it down. Rav Yehuda, another story. Rav Yehuda Sharal Mekar Kitna. Rav Yehuda permitted to. Um, Rav Yehuda permitted uprooting flax, mekdal uh, kashuta, cutting hops, umekar shumshmi, and uh, uprooting the shumshmi. Uh, which was a seed that would be dried and then pressed for oil. Um, I think our scroll says not sesame, but but it was an oil. It was a seed that was used in a similar way. So Amarle Abaye Lerav Yosef Abaye says Rav Yosef Bishlam Akitna. Why are you allowed to do this on, on Cholamoid? It makes sense if you can use what you did immediately on Yantif. So the flax you can use Chazil Chafifa. You can cover thing with the flax. You can cover your food. You can do things with it on on the of itself. You're going to make beer without these ingredients, in particular on Pesach. You can't use wheat. You can't use barley. You could use flax. You can use the hops. No, there's no barley here. I'm, no, I'm, I'm I'm saying that you could cut hops. You can uproot flax. Right. These things can be used. So that's what he's saying. As ingredients to make right. beer. That's a, it's well, not. I don't. I, he he doesn't say beer. He's giving. Right, but he's giving other things. Maybe because of your, maybe because of your question, because we have two cholamoids right. on, on Pesach. You're not making beer, so what are you doing? You're covering your food, and kashuta chazi shikra, hops is for beer. I guess maybe that doesn't apply to that doesn't apply to Pesach, but ala shumshmi lemay chazi, right? So why are you allowed to uproot the shumshmi if you can't? You have to let it. You take out the seeds. You let it dry out, and you're not using it on cholamoid for any purpose. Right, right. So he says lanze. Is There are some withered seeds within the shumshmi that can be immediately used for oil, pressed and used for oil. So each thing, again, the only reason why you'd be allowed to use it is because to uproot it and to work with it is because there's a use for it on yantav, on, on yantav, for yantav purposes. I wonder if you can make beer out of flax. I mean, they, that doesn't sound good. They make it out of sorghum. You could get beer on Pesach, sorghum. Yes, right. It's not good either. Rabiane, <laughs> might as well make it out of flax. Rabiane, Havile, Ahu, Pardesa. Rabiane had an orchard, that legitimately it had ripened to the perfect spot on Cholamoid. Mm. So he legitimately was allowed to go and harvest it. Katve, right? And so he did it. Lashana, Shihuya, Kuli, Alma, Pardesa, Word got out, right? Oh, look, it's a great... So, look what Raviani did. He harvested his his, his, his orchard on Cholamoy. That's a great time to do it. Everyone's home. It's uh, plenty of time. So the next year, everyone waited till Cholamoy <laughs> to harvest their orchard, right? Like, you have to be careful, you know, when you... Um, if people are looking at you, you have to be careful about how you conduct yourself because people will get the wrong impression. And that's exactly what happened here. And Afkare Ravyana the Pardisa who shot as a sort of as a means of atonement and penitence, mm-hmm. he he made Hefker his entire produce for the next year. So, like he didn't gain anything from it. He realized the error of his ways. Okay, let's do the Mishnah and we'll stop with the two dots on the bottom the of the bench. The, the, the issue with the harvesting is is because it would have been a half set. The reason why he was allowed to do it the previous year was because it was a half set. Right. There's, there's no because it says I don't know, in, the inter, in the English translation it says it doesn't it says he harvested during the festival as the fruit would have otherwise spoiled, right. which would have led to a half set. But there's no concept of just like none of a half set of just the fruit spoiling and that it, in and of itself being bad and 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 a wastage of waste. No <laughs> loss. Yes, for yantav. For okay. For yantav. I don't think I, I, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think in general, not harvesting, like when we talk about waste, that's like, 
if you prepare food and you throw it out, right? That's a waste. If you let food rot on the tree, I don't think we would call that a waste, right? I mean, technically, it's a shave altasa. You didn't do anything. You just didn't, you didn't optimize the potential for gain. I think even from a baltashkit perspective, we wouldn't say that. But here, it's not because it's a waste. I think it's because it's, there's the absence of that uh, of that cane. Okay, Mishnah: Machdis Adam Perotov Aganavim. You're allowed to bring in the fruit that's already detached, right? That's drying. You're allowed to bring it in on Cholamoid, lest uh, the thieves steal it. Mishol Pishtanum in Amishra. You're allowed to remove your. Um, you're allowed to lift the flax out of the pit that it's preparing in, right? Because if it goes too far, too long, it, it gets ruined. Right here, Kavana is mentioned explicitly. As long as you don't purposely do this, you don't schedule it for Cholamoid. The Kulan, furthermore, the mission goes so far as to say, If you schedule these things to be performed, on Cholamoid, Yovedu, you lose out on them. Rashi says, You're forbidden to gain um, benefit from these things if your kafana is to uh, work on them unnecessarily on, uh, on Cholamoid. Tanya, we learn, Tana, we learn, And when you bring in the fruit, or when you bring in the flax, you do so, uh, pro, you know, discreetly. Bitsina. Into his house, Rav Yosef, Havilek Shurei. Rav Yosef had these big boards, these big beams that were in his backyard that needed to be brought into his house. Hailinu be a mama, and he brought him in during the day. So Abaye, Abaye said, "We said that you're allowed to do it if you need to, but you have to do it, you know, discreetly, not in the middle of the day." So, he, so uh, Rav Yosef defended himself by saying, "Amalei tsina dahani yamamahi." It's more, it, it'll be, it's less obvious and more discreet when, if I do it during the day. Why? Came into Belayla, if I do it at night, Bo Gavri Terry, I need to bring over people anyway. I need more people to help me out. Ubo Medu, Medu Danura, and I'm going to have to have torches so that people know where they're going. So, Avshamilta, there'll be a big commotion. Right, so, if it's about commotion, better to do it during the day. People can see where they're going. People, you know, people stop by my house anyway during the day. It won't be as noticeable as if than if I had to wait uh, for it at night. Drawing more attention. The other That's right. More attention is drawn. Okay.